Calling all Kingdom Women Entrepreneurs, the vision builders, the boundary breakers, and the passion igniters who know they're called and anointed to impact positive change for the kingdom through your business. A business that honors and serves God. Welcome to Kingdom Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is your host, Fidelis Cruz. And I'm Anne-Marie Cross. Now, onto the show. So welcome everyone to our new episode. Again, we're back with Anne-Marie Cross and Fidelis Cruz. We're so excited to be here. And you know what? I think it's about time that we interview Anne-Marie and just learn more about this woman behind podcasting with purpose. And I just love her so much. Firstly, I'm so grateful to be co-hosting with her with um with this KWE podcast. And I couldn't think of anyone else to do this with. So I'm just so grateful to do life with her. But I'm sure you guys that are listening now probably want to know more about Anne-Marie and like, you know, her spiritual walk and what she's been doing, you know, behind the scenes, apart from the podcasting world. So I'm going to interview her today. And Anne-Marie, are you ready for my questions? I am. And it's such an <laughs> honor to be partnering with you too. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, today we're going to talk about your faith walk and would really love to learn more about, you know, your spiritual journey. And I guess we'll start from there. Maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you first come come to Jesus? Like, I guess, how did he, how did you find him or how did he find you? And yeah, tell us yeah. a bit about that story. Well, I was adopted into a Christian family, so I'd never not heard about the Lord, if 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 that's the right way to say it. I grew up, we always went to church and Bible study and groups, and the our life was very much part of the church, and my friends were from church because we had youth group, and I really knew nothing else out, outside of that. Of course, I went to a public school and so forth, but we were very much within that group, within the church, who all loved the Lord. And I must say in my teenage years, I was a bit of a rebel, bit of a rebel because, you know, <laughs> as you do. I can just see Anne-Marie being a rebel now. Things like that. And we'd go night clubbing, you know, on a Saturday night and then quite hung over in church the following morning. Shh, don't tell anybody. Wow. <laughs> but, um, but, but I always knew even in those moments in my rebellious years that there was a Lord that loved me and um, yeah. So I never really did not know the Lord. And there, there were even situations I often will think back to when I had some friends who weren't, um, there were some friends obviously that I had that didn't love the Lord. And there were in certain situations that just put it this way, if our children were in those situations, we would just go get them out of there. Mm. But the Holy Spirit just hung on to me and said, no, that is not for you. And, you know, I would often observe certain things. As, no, no, thank you. Never embarrassed to say no. You know, there was peer pressure there. But um, and, and my then friend would say, don't say anything about her. Don't pressure her because yeah. they knew very much who, who I was and uh, my family's beliefs and so forth. So there was a lot of respect there. But, yeah, I was a bit of a rebel and it probably wasn't till my early, early 20s. That I and then I started having my own children. That I really started to, um, well, yeah, obviously repent, but wow. turn to the Lord if that makes sense. And yeah. less rebellious. And when was that? Like, did you have a specific moment when you go, 
you know what, I really need God in my life. Like I really want to just surrender yeah. my life to him. Was there a particular moment where, you know, that came about? Yeah, I think it was gradual and and probably more, you know, every day, isn't it? I surrender, it's an ongoing yes. process. But I, I guess it was, you know, when I was younger, it was like, you know, the weekend wasn't the weekend till I went out with my friends and and I, we always knew because a lot of the friends that we went out with was that youth group and then as soon as youth group finished, let's go clubbing, you know. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, oh, Emery. And, I know. And, and I, I tell you what, I, I think the Lord knew about that rebellious because the rebellion, because it's and, and questioning things, you know, why is it this? And, and now as an adult, s- still the similar way when when people are saying things really let's in this instance of course now that I'm older let's go and have a look what the Lord says about this but I think it wasn't till later uh, in my 20s started having children the need to go out the need to socialize and so forth wasn't there anymore because all of my energy and my time was for my husband my family my my children and um, my second child I've had my daughter and then the second child we were told at about 18 weeks gestation that there was something wrong with him and I was told to terminate and not I'm not going to mm. because you know the Lord can do healings and miracles and it was through that time that I really turned to the Lord yes. you know um, and we were covered in prayer as it turned out the sec my second child Brendan he did die uh, just straight after he was born but that whole in that grief and loss was really a a time when the Lord really you know healed a lot of things in me and you know I wouldn't have been able to come through that yes were it not be for you know the Lord wow I just love seeing that you know as you you growing up and just you could just see that in your story and as you share it God has never left you he's never left your side and he was so evident in your life that at that point when you were really low you just knew that he would be the one to take you out of that situation um that's just so beautiful sis and it's not easy what you've been through I this is the first time I'm hearing of 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 this story Mm. um and you know what what was that I guess did you hold on to a scripture during that time how did God speak to you in those moments of of the challenges that you're going through. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time in prayer. And of course I had the my daughter then and she would have been around 18 months when uh, we had Brendan. So my time was really committed to looking after her as well. But I do remember moments where I would just spend, you know, would cry out to the Lord. Well, there was relief in being able to be so open and honest and vulnerable, you know, with more so I'm far more open and vulnerable and honest with the Lord than many of my family would even know on the outside, you know, there's a certain persona that, that you, that you, that the strength that you, or that they think that you have, but that you only have through the Lord, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, and you know, it took ye- took years, and and still there were times where I could I couldn't talk about it. People would mm. often come up to me and they'd say, "We're really sorry." I say, "Thank you for that. I can't talk about it. Otherwise, I would just, yes. you know, oh, um, sis, I, I, I mean, the, the the loss of a child yeah. is not anything that you know you would 
want on on anyone to to experience but it was really the the moment that the lord yeah really yeah. everything he he carried me through Wow, thank God. Thank you, God, for your grace and for your mercy. Honestly, yeah, when we think about life, I'm the same, sis, when I think about it for myself, like I can't do this life without him. Knowing what I know now about Jesus and how good he is, I could just like, how how can I live my life without him? I can just not imagine that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and how often, so often that we do try, isn't it, Mm. to um, to do that? And so, yeah, that would do it all on our own. (laughs) A very significant moment in my life, um, you know that, uh, yeah, the Lord used. Mm. And so, tell us a little bit more about now as an adult, and now as you know, you've become so much more mature in your spiritual walk. What are the the ways you, I guess, what are the things that you do to continue mm-hmm. being rooted in Christ? Um, and yeah, what are the daily things, I guess, that you do? Yeah, great, great question. You know, I was thinking about um, this topic. So I was jot- journaling down a few points. And I remember as even you know, I think when my mother was alive, I was always, I'm curious. I'm a naturally Mm. curious person, interested in learning about different cultures, uh, which is why, you know, podcasting is such a wonderful medium because you get to interview lots of incredible people and learn from them. And I remember sitting down with my mother and, you know, asking her questions about why did we do things in in our church? Why was there certain ways and and things? Because I was always fascinated about um, what other people were doing in other churches, for instance, a lot of my relatives, particularly my aunt, she who's now gone to glory, um, she came over and worshipped with us at one time, stayed over at my mum's. And I remember watching her in worship and she had her, her you know, arms up in the air and, and, and in kind of like the prayer motion mm. and was just praising the Lord. And I looked over at her and I thought, I don't know what she has, but I want what she (laughs) has because I'd never really seen anyone worship with such admiration, you know, and love to the Lord. And I remember my mother saying, well, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to to guide you, you know, what is, so what is their church doing differently than what our church was doing? And we're, we're quite, and I come from quite a conservative background and, you know, that led me on a journey to find out all sorts of things. And it's a journey that I am still on today. Mm. And that would have been around, um, say, 2016. And it was since then that, um, you know, the Holy Spirit's really shown me a lot of uh, different things. But mm. it was curiosity. Yeah, going, you know, reading the Bible and then someone saying something. So often in church, I would hear a message and then there would be a Bible verse and I would read something and I'd think, oh, and then they would be talking about something. And here I am diving, finding different Bible verses and I'm off in a different direction because the Holy Spirit had just lit this fire and curiosity in me to find out more. And that's often what I, you know, what I find there's things is, I don't know what they are, but just little moments that um, of curiosity. And when I follow that thread, it's amazing, yeah. you know, where oh, he leads. Wow. I love uh, that. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah, it's sort of like a spiritual appetite. I feel like the when you, um, the moment we, you become curious and you start asking God, God is definitely ready to be answering those questions. And he's sort yeah. of like, yeah, ask me more. Ask yeah. Me more. And it's like. And right time that. too, isn't it? 
you know, right time because something might have gone on or how many times, um, uh, you know, in the morning. I love that early morning period where you're half asleep and half awake. <laughs> and I will often, you know, good morning, Lord, I love yeah. you. And Aww. I'm going to ask a question, then I'll go downstairs. And I love the Jesus Calling app. That app um, was really pivoted you know, pivotal mm. in my developing a relationship with the Lord that was more personal because yeah. the way that this app was written was it gives you Bible verses, but the the author, and I can't remember her name, but it's called Jesus Calling app. So it's an app. And she, the words that she describes to kind of teach what that, what the Bible verses that yeah. she's provided, a bit of a more meaning, a personal meaning as if Jesus was speaking to you. And so it took the word which sometimes you read and you go, well, that's nice, but I actually personalized it. And so often in my early mornings, I would ask the Lord for something and, and an answer or direction. And then in that particular app, the day, there was an answer there. There was a Bible verse that shared more. And uh, so I still use that even today, you know, that's that Bible good. app every day. What's what's the verse today? Yeah. Um, oh, I see you posting them as well. And by the way, guys, if you're while you're listening, go and check out Anne-Marie Cross on social media media she's on Facebook and Instagram and her posts are always so inspiring I see her post um the the verses as yeah. well with her thoughts in it so please go and check that out and um Anne-Marie I have another question which um I feel like I'm, it's, it's burning within me <laughs> this question because you know not not all the time we're really on fire for for Jesus I know for sure like for me sometimes in my relationship with God I'm just like you know going through a tough time like God are you serious like and I get like I'm like oh I start to doubt I start to go God is this for real like and I start to question and I just love like just going back with your story I feel like you know, as you're saying, God is such a personal God. And you were mentioning that that you're more open to him, probably more than anybody else. And you could just be yourself, which is great. Like I do the same. Like when I'm angry, I'm like, God, I'm angry. But I'm wondering, yeah, sis, like sometimes you're not, we're not in like a, a good place, I guess, like in, a, in, in on fire for Jesus. When you're down and you're low and you're feeling like, you know, doubt and fears coming in, um, maybe your spiritual is, walk is maybe like shaky. How do you how do you um, encourage yourself back into yes. getting back on fire for Jesus? Mm. Well, there's something that I would often do, even personally, uh, and I take the stance as well, uh, even now when it comes to really getting into spiritual warfare, mm. and that is, I would say. I'm going to give myself five minutes, five minutes, and I'm going to just speak out all of the things just to release it, all of the so things good. that really are annoying me. <laughs> but what I do is then I, I bullet point those things and I go, good. okay, that's five minutes over. Now I'm going to rewrite those or re-envisage these. What can I do differently or what do I need to do differently? So it, it is almost like a switch like that. And then let's move on yeah. because it's, it's, you know, sometimes we talk, well, you shouldn't be sad and you shouldn't do this mm. and this and the other. We, we are spiritual beings. There is sadness and there, there is anger, but I think it's what you do with it yeah. and what you allow yourself to do with it that really matters. And it's, it will allow you to take that thought or that emotion captive 
And then, you know, sometimes then I've just got to go, well, now I'm going to repent, Lord, and say, I really am sorry that I did this. Let's work on a way now to be able to move and, and shift, you know, that forward. And that's the thing, I think, with the Lord. He He wants you to do that. I mean, just the other day mm. in Jesus Calling, in the part where she wrote it is as if Jesus was talking um, to us, he wants us to be dependent on him for yeah. everything. He loves that. He wants us to do that. And how often in our society and secular, we're told to be independent, aren't we? And, you know, there are there are moments where we're reminded of that, of how much we are loved and how much he will take care of us, you know. And mm. so that's what I do. And now um, what I'm doing at the moment is um, this – I stumbled years ago uh, on an article that was talking about oppression and suppression in the church and that how unfortunately through certain doctrines and in different, you know, denominations, even in churches, we can become oppressed or suppressed. Mm. The enemy does nothing else than want to suppress us because he knows that we love the Lord. But if he can keep us within a box and yeah. not operating fully and, and stepping fully into the calling and authority that the Lord would have us walk, then he's happy. You know, the enemy is mm. happy then. And so I just read this article with such you know, a, a like, wow, that makes so much sense. And so when people remain in oppression and suppression, and don't get healed from that or whatever situation that they are being oppressed and suppressed, it can turn to depression, you know, mm. and even that constantly can turn into a physical ailment, you know, diseases because we're holding things in our body. And so what this pastor was talking about was 90 days of spiritual warfare where we really bind uh, and break the, you know, the shackles, if you're the strongholds at the spirit of oppression, because it's a spirit and a weapon, you know, mm. when we talk about powers and principalities. And I'm really speaking into that now. Every day I've got these different um, verses that I declare. Um, there are things which I'll go and I'll say to the Lord, look, you know, I repent from that because if we don't repent from something, yeah. which is turning away and acknowledging that this is, you know, this was sinful in the, the, the eyes of the Lord. Once we do that, we're, for, we're forgiven. It's yes. forgiven. We don't have to carry that around. So the enemy has no has no right over us to say, "Hey, you've sinned." Mm, you know, it mm. doesn't fester because footholds can become strongholds. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I deal with it and repent from it when it's still a foothold and not a stronghold. And I tell you, I've started that in in August. And I've noticed that my dreams are coming more vivid. I'm remembering. Wow. Um, I was working with a client the other day and I prayed about, um, you know, uh, her, her just and brought her to the Lord. And in the morning, I actually had a vision of, you know, him stamping a seal and, and the word wow. which I've shared with it. So things are really shifting and what I also stumbled across, because I always say I stumbled across something, but there is no such thing as stumbling. Yeah. <laughs> Someone that I heard on YouTube was talking about um, speaking, you know, in the spirit, so speaking in tongues. He said that's so powerful yeah. and he encouraged us to do that for 30 days. So what I am doing now is as well as doing the declaration uh, the declarations of different words, you know, the word and actually saying, I bind you spirit of oppression. Mm -hmm. I bind you spirit of affirmity. Cause I'm also, 
you know, working on behalf of my family and, and my, my city sort of thing. Um, I then spend 10 minutes in speaking in tongues. And that's a whole other story about how yeah. I come to be able to, to do that as, as well, which I'm happy to share if that's of interest. Uh, and that's what I'm doing for, for 90 days and just that's trusting incredible. that the Lord is going to, you know, work through because there are things that we can do in business in our personal life and there are things that can still become those strongholds that we need to break through. We really need to break mm. through. Um, and, you know, when there's no other answers for, I don't know why this is happening, the same thing, it's like a cycle. Um, yeah. We really need to get into that warfare uh, prayer. And so that's something that I'm wow. doing. Um, so good I just love that my favorite part of that would be the speaking in tongues I think because most of the time Anne-Marie I don't know what to say right like when I'm going through stuff so but speaking in tongues is so powerful because it's just a heavenly language that's just you and God and no one else and uh, it's just the best way I think for a spiritual warfare having to speak in tongues and yes. so that's a great point and thank you for reminding us of that because the question is hey guys when was the last time that you spoke in tongues yes. and you know the scripture does tell us to you know to practice that and it's so good for us so I love that sis and I, I just can see that you're so on fire for God and I just want to say thank you for stepping into that call that God has given you. Like you're just embracing it. You're just running with it and you're making such a big impact in people's lives by sharing your story and sharing your gifts and talents. Um, yeah. Amazing. And we all can, you know, we <laughs> all can. You know, what's one other significant point in, in my life was around 2017-18. I, I lose track of time sometimes. I really should have written. You're so good at when you remember it. I, I never remember the times. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, I remember after having a conversation with my mother and and you know, learning a few things and questioning. I'm I'm very fortunate to have two brothers who are both in the ministry and I would often go and talk to, to them. And one of the things that I found out was talking about there's a couple of terms. One of them is the cessationism and semi-cessationism or continuism. And what that theology is, is a continuation of the spiritual gifts, particularly the supernatural, the miraculous, Mm. the healing, speaking in tongues, um, miracles and so forth. And some denominations, ours in particular, believes that when the Bible had been completed, there were a lot of those spiritual gifts um, that the disciples, you know, and the apostles walked with and and in uh, was closed. It was for that time for when the church was established. I mean, come on now. Mm. <laughs> Hello, that that unfortunately is is not um, correct doctrine. So mm. I have found out some are continuous, you know, uh, continuism yes. where they believe that the Holy Spirit still works the same within in the church. Yeah. And I'm a full believer of that. And when I asked my one of my brothers, what is this continuism, you know, yes. cessationism? <laughs> and, you know, the first thing that came out of his mouth and I went, mm-hmm. He said, well, theologians are still debating that today. And then I thought, well, if theologians are debating it, that means it's man interpretation of yeah. the 
of God. What does the Lord say? And my brother said, I am actually a semi-cessationist because he was in the mission field and he said, I saw miracles of healing, Mm -hmm. miracles of people coming to Christ, miracles of meetings, um, you know, the stories that he would tell. He said that was only because of the hand of of the Lord. And I thought, you know what, there were such expectations and people are so far out of their comfort zone. And I've heard story after story after story. When we are so far out of our comfort zone, we do nothing else but surrender, isn't it? Mm. That's when we allow the power of God to move. And we don't feel like we can do anything because things are right out of our hand. Mm. And then, you know, the moves of God can, can come forward and... It can be scary sometimes though, isn't it? Like when you absolutely have no control, like yeah. your life is in danger, which is what <laughs> what happened to him in some instances. Yeah. You no, know, like in 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 a, a town, uh, not a town, but you know, a little community where the witch doctor wanted to put you to death, but the chief of the village you happened to recognize you, and you actually gave medicine to their son or daughter who was really on their you know sick bed. Saw you and went, no, 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 they need to come. You know, this is some part of his stories, you know, and only yeah. by the hand of God yeah. was that uh, possible. And so, yeah, the, the Lord moves. But anyway, I was always curious. And so, you know, Wes Hone from yes. Kingdom Business. And I went to his business, you know, Kingdom Business um, Summit here, the conference, which was, I think it was about two days, two or three days. And um, that was back in 2018. And I remember the first time that I went and one of the things that he said from the stage, he said, we have all come together from different denominations. We have different theologies. It doesn't matter. Mm. We are all under one God. We all love Jesus. So today, you know, the, these days, we're not going to argue about theology. Yeah. We're going to together. Yes. I was always curious. And I remember people again, just worshiping and watching them and people speaking in tongues. And I really craved, you know, the ability to speak in tongues. We'd always been taught, you know, theology and doctrines. We can really overcomplicate. Yes. We were. Um, I to think the, it's just we're, us humans overcomplicating yeah. a lot of things. And saying things which are untrue. And, yes, there are some pastors who say if you don't speak in tongues, you're not really a Christian, which is rubbish. It's That's total rubbish too. And so because a lot of that had been taught in our church, the desire to want to speak in tongues, the desire to ask the Lord for the gifts. Anyway, it took me three years of going each year to that conference and people praying over me and, you know, a lovely um, friend of mine who, uh, you know, in, in about three years, she, we really spent time in prayer that all of a sudden yeah. really broke through that. But I think I had to break off all mm. of the lies, yes. you know, the strongholds. And, um, wow. you so know, when did, when did you the Lord and he that? will get, you know. Yeah. To... Did you receive it at the conference? Yes. Wow. No, well, not at the conference, but that lit a fire in me to yeah. say, I want to do that as well. And that leads me to the very first time that we had the business conference and you would know the lovely Lorelei and yeah. Phil. Well, they were there too, along with a group of uh, the prophetic team who were giving people a personal word. And this is where the rebel in me kind of come back, but as an adult, because I remember thinking, should I go? What would our church think about something like that? Because mm. their belief is 
prophets don't exist anymore wow. because the word of the God has already been spoken. Mm-hmm. There is no adding to that or changing it or anything like that. But they're taking it all out of context. The prophets of today aren't adding to the word. They're expanding on it. They're They're edifying people. You know, the knowledge of what's going on and how we can better interpret the word and all of that kind Mm. of thing, as we know. And so I was standing in line feeling a bit like a rebel, thinking I'm going to do So, of course, when they said, well, take this back to your pastor and, and pray on it and anything, I'm thinking, I was thinking to myself, sure, they'll, my pastor yeah. and that would probably think, what on earth is she doing here? Oh, but anyway, you know, that curiosity and the words that were spoken really continued to, wow. to develop my relationship with the Lord because they said, do warfare, you know, with this. And so every year I really looked forward mm. to, uh, to, to seeing the, the prophetic team. And of course now I can say, yeah. I, you know, have had uh, Lorelei and Phil and yes. uh, on the podcast and so forth, but that's been huge in my, so in my, so you know, journey. And I remember one day, this is the the crux of when I really went, Lord, I really want to speak in tongues because yeah. I joined their um, their prophecy one, prophecy two, and prophecy three classes. And the first time that we were doing the prophetic, um, the second group of um, modules, we all had to come together to practice. And of course, all of the people, most of the people that were there were speaking in tongues and I, we were online and I'm kind yeah. of thinking, okay. <laughs> and I thought, right. So the week after that, I had that breakthrough. I spent oh. really an hour with friend and really speaking um yeah to the lord about that and had that breakthrough so that's so beautiful well as you ask the lord you break through you know i remember laureline one of the prophetic words that she had and i'm sure that was for other Mm. aspects as well said you need to pull that down from heaven you know Mm. believe it and just yes ask the lord yeah uh, seek and you'll find ask and he will give yeah, it's all about asking. If you want yeah. it, you ask for it. And God sees your desire. And I, I just love that. You know, he's so personal. Yeah. And there's a perfect timing for it as well. Because I feel like, you know, God just wants to see, oh, how bad does she want this? Or how mm-hmm. how much curiosity does she have in terms of, you know, having this? And, yeah. you know, and it's just so beautiful. At his perfect timing, that's when you receive his Holy Spirit. I know. And 100%, I agree with you. You know, miracles, wonders, everything um, can happen right now. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven. We can actually experience that right now because we have a living God, yes. right? And yes. I just, yeah, exactly, 100% agree. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so beautiful to hear, you know, what, you're, what you've um, experienced and how God has really moved in your life, especially in this um you know, in this season where the world has their own opinions about certain things. And I love that you not only just experience that for yourself, but I love that you share it with everybody too. Yeah. Well, that's my rebel, I think, in me as well, because if someone says to me, you can't do something, especially. (laughs) It's like, let me show you. (laughs) Exactly. Just, mm -mm. no. (laughs) Especially when, um, I think when people talk about um, God as well, because it's like, no, that's not true. Let my mm-hmm. God show you. My God's going to show you, right? It's yes. sort of like that. And yeah. um, we, I, I don't know what the scripture, uh, you know, which 
verse it is, but it, there's something that says that, you know, God's children will not be put to shame along those lines. I have to find it and probably put it in the, the notes uh, when we find it after. Yeah. But there's something along those lines that, you know, his children will not be put to shame. Yes. Well, there's um, a verse that I that I have got. I think it yes. may be. Let me just maybe that one <laughs> on the um. And I don't know whether I'll have the verse with it. But is it this one that you're talking about? It's um. Okay, here it is. It says, "No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, God shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me," says the Lord. So, in other words, anyone so who God. comes against his children, the Lord is going to like mm-hmm, mm. wait till they have to to stand yeah. on His throne, and He will condemn. Um, and as we know, yes. you know, vengeance is is yours. And that's from Isaiah 54, 17. That is actually one of the verses um, that I use, that I declare in yeah. Scripture, because when you think of weapon, weapon can be physical, it can be mental, emotional, spiritual. And I love the verse, you know, that there's another one here. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I mean, what a declaration. And I think we've forgotten as his people, we serve and love a father for whom, whom nothing is impossible. Mm, like Daniel so in the good. den, you know, yeah. and insanely, they'll drink poisons, anything deadly, and it will mm. not harm them. Mm, I love it that. What do we, we have to be afraid rely, of? Yeah, rely on God, and we don't. We can just rest in that as well. When we have these battles, even spiritual battles, it's not really our fight at all. It's not for no. us to battle. It's That's for right. us to surrender to God because he does the fighting for us. We are victorious in him. So we just work from a place of victory already exactly. and celebration already because he's the one that fights for us and makes a way for us. So oh, God is so good. Yes. <laughs> I love it, sis. I love hearing your stories and just your fire for Jesus again. Thank you so much for all that you do um, and how you're making an impact in everyone's lives. So um, one last question before we we end, how do you see your spiritual journey evolving or deepening in the future? Wow. This goes to one of the (laughs) prophetic words that our lovely sister in Christ, Laurelie said. And it's interesting because the things that she said was really anointed and called in the areas for which my denomination, which by the way, I, I, you know, realize there's no denomination other than we love Jesus and what he says is and and goes, is walking in the way and anointed in the ways of signs, wonders, miracles, healings, deliverance, all of that. So I'm really equipping. I'm really equipping. I'm doing a lot of repenting because it's like, really, Lord? And, you know, all the things that I was taught or, or assumed that weren't um, the, wasn't the way that the Lord operates anymore, which is just total, you know, lie, um, is really where I'm called for So too. And so I'm hoping that, you know, I continue to really walk in that way and, and spiritual warfare and can influence and inspire others to see that in this time, which, you know, we I think we're in the biggest spiritual warfare yes. 
mankind has ever seen. It's obviously always been there, but the the lies and the evil that has gone on much, unfortunately, to be people not seeing yeah. that we need warriors. We need yeah. warriors of Christ to lead the way, to show, you know, others who may be looking for an answer to what's going on, you know, to Jesus, lead them to Jesus while also really fully um, aligning with the Lord, you know, and in wow. his word. As, oh uh, he moves. Because the battle is his, the battle has yes. already been won. However, there is still work that we need to do and, and he wants us to do on earth yeah. while he continues to, you know, uh, battle in the heavens. So that's wow. what my <laughs> prayer is. <laughs> I love that. I have goosebumps as you speak and as you declare that because you know what? God is listening. He can hear you. And if that is the desire of your heart, he's going to give that to you, right? Yeah. So I have such goosebumps. And sis, again, you're so inspiring. You really inspire me to be a better person. Just by like hearing your story. And so thank you so much. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening in. And I hope that this has given you um, some inspiration, like it has inspired me. And please reach out to Anne-Marie Cross um, in regards to any of the stories that he, she has shared. If you want to chat with her about, you know, speaking in tongues or um, spiritual warfare, go and reach out to her. Um, we want to build real relationships with you guys and you can just reach out. Where where can they reach you, Anne-Marie? Look, the best place, I guess, is podcastingwithpurpose.com yes. or on any of the social media channels that I'm there. Send me a message, direct message me, and I'll be happy to, to, uh, to chat. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by today's message. If you'd like to find out more about how you can work with a Christian business coach and to grow your business and be part of our free KWE community, go to kingdomwomanentrepreneurs.com. And if you'd like to learn more about how to start a kingdom-focused podcast so you can build your visibility and impact in a much bigger way, go to podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash kingdom podcast. And we would love you to leave some feedback over on our Apple Podcast channel. We'd really appreciate it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.